Welcome, questionable podcast listeners, to our exploration of why we care so much about death and, you know, other death things. If you're in a good mood, don't listen to this podcast today. Go listen to one of the other ones. We are, or maybe do, maybe we will make you not scared to die anymore and it'll be helpful. Yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah, we're talking about death. May's recovering from her cringing she just had to go through right there. Oh, <laughs> um, it was okay. Okay, but before we talk about um death, I have an announcement to make. I heard um a rumor about you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I know this is a recurring subject, and I know that people care a lot, but <laughs> I passed my driver's test, so now Yay! I will be... If you know where I live, I would stay off the streets for the next couple of years. And there was a rainbow, so that's definitely what did it. You're really instilling a lot of confidence in your driving, which is cool. I really, I'm happy for you, but I also, you're not making me that happy to have to share the road with you. So that's, that's all. That's okay. I was, you know, I was telling my family, they were like, are you going to be driving everywhere now? And I was like, just being able to drive, like, I still like walking, and I still really like riding my bike, so I'm probably still going to do both of those things most of the time. And I don't have, I mean, we have two cars, but, like, my parents usually use both of them, so unfortunately people probably won't be seeing me driving that much. But at least I can say that I've passed it. You know, like, it only took me three tries so that's that's not too bad third time's the charm yeah just the rainbow yeah, yeah now you don't have to worry about it at all mm-hmm. and my dad unfortunately see i get my i pass and then he's like oh no i have to put her on the insurance now I couldn't avoid it sorry but i've taken like all of the courses to lower the insurance though so it's okay i'm a good child so tell me all about it this is the first time we that we are talking about this I probably, you probably didn't even want me to know. My mom told, my mom was like, (laughs) I probably shouldn't tell you this, but, and I was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have told me that. Where Um, did she hear it from, though? Probably your mom. What, did my mom just text all of her friends or something? I think (laughs) they do that. It's so weird. I don't, I don't like it. Mama, (laughs) don't do that again if you're listening. Um. Yeah, but no, because but, I, I passed it the same day that me and, like, May and a couple other people had, like, a video call. And I was like, I'm not going to tell them because I need to, like, it'll be like an announcement on the podcast because I know I this is, like, felt, the place. So I feel kind of bad that um, I didn't have, I don't know what my reaction would have been. I It's probably the same. I, well, I thought, I thought that you didn't want me to know because we took a walk the day before and you didn't say that you were taking a test the next day and then I saw you that day after mom told me and you didn't say anything (laughs) (laughs) well but now the secret is out yeah sneaky parents so Um, did you dress up kind of I tried to wear nice-ish clothes (laughs) it was kind of like raining though it was actually pouring on the way there, um, hmm. but I, so that's like, I had to have a raincoat on and stuff, you know, I wore some nicer shorts, because it was also hot, kind of, 
wearing my fancy pants. And I was gonna have Abigail do my makeup really funkily, but it my the test was at like was it at ten or eleven? Maybe it was at eleven. But or maybe I think I had to leave at like ten thirty, so I think it was at eleven. Maybe it was at ten thirty. I don't know. Whatever it was, Abigail wasn't awake yet. So she could not do my makeup. So yeah, I didn't I might not have looked as fancy as I could have. So well, now I probably... can say that it's really just my skills have improved. I know for yeah. a fact. Yeah, I mean I'm not sure that fancy makeup would have been the way to go anyway. Oh. I know. I was saying I was like, you need to Abigail has like those fake eyelashes. I was like, you need to give me one of those. They'll be like falling into my eye while I'm driving. Not what we need. Yeah. Tell me about the test. Like, did you um, mess up? I don't know. Does it? That was the other thing. So, none of my test people have told me whether I passed or not. Like, I don't know if they're supposed to, but they just hand me the paper and they're like, here are your results. And then they get out as fast as possible. Um, but this time I was like, okay, where does it say? Because usually it has a little, like, F, like, you know, overall results. This time it had, like, a you know, a P for pass or something like that. And I was trying to find, I was, like, trying to find all of these. I was like, yeah. I, it doesn't, I think the other ones when I have failed had, like, kind of a little list of the things that I um, got points subtracted for. But this one didn't have that. Did yours, when you passed, have a list of things you did wrong? Uh, it didn't even, like, tell me it, how many points I got out of it. Yeah, I did get the little receipt and... I only got one thing wrong, so it wasn't a list. But I think it did say it on the receipt. Okay, so I don't I either... remember what it said, but there was some reference to the mistake I made. Okay, because mine, I don't know if they didn't do it this time for some reason, because, or I just got everything right Maybe this time. Maybe a perfect or. Maybe. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was. It was a little bit longer than the first time, or the second, it was longer than the second time, probably because I didn't almost cause an accident in the first five seconds this time. I'm sure I must have messed up on some little things, though. I don't know. Sorry, I can't give you guys a list of the things I did wrong. (laughs) Well, I'm happy for you. I know that you have been wanting this for a long time. I have. <laughs> you finally succeeded. Yep. I know. May keeps driving. Like, when we go on walks, she always pulls into the parking lot and is like, I drove here. I'm like, ugh. But now I'll just have to, like, we'll have to go somewhere far away next time, and we can both pull into the parking lot and be like, we drove here yeah. like real people. If you make it. Yeah. <laughs> Do I actually seem, I don't actually seem arrogant or something when I pull no, you up don't. No, you don't seem arrogant, but I'm okay. just like, people are driving. I was thinking about that actually a little bit yesterday. Dad asked, do I feel cool driving myself places? I'm like, yeah, I feel a little bit cool, but I don't really feel that cool. I mostly am just grateful for the convenience. Right. Like, wow, that was so convenient that I could drive myself here. When I, you know, open the door to my 2012 Prius, hand me down, but it's not, it's not mine. It's like my parents. I, you know, I open the door and I don't feel 
I don't see myself in slow-mo, like, getting out. You know the car shot where it's, like, cool person getting out of the car? I don't feel like that. Oh, well, well, hold on. Are you playing cool music in your car, though? Do you listen to music when you're driving? I do listen to music when I'm driving. But I have limited music I listen to driving because I don't have Spotify Premium, and Spotify is the platform that I have all of my music on. So I, the thing that I can download music on is YouTube music. So I have just a few albums okay. downloaded. And I, I mean, it's not, it's music I like. It's not cool music. I don't know. Well, no, but there's like cool, cool there's good driving music where you just feel cool when you're going 80 miles an hour down the highway. Yeah. I actually, it is interesting listening to music while driving because I feel like I've noticed myself being a lot less picky about music when I'm driving. Like if I'm listening to music and I'm home, it has to be music I really like. But then when I drive to music, it's like the music automatically gets better because it's the soundtrack to me driving. Does that make sense? I yeah, I think that does make sense. And I feel like the reason I don't really, I because I don't really care what I'm listening to as much when I'm driving. Except I do. We have like we listen to the radio and stuff. And I'm always changing the channels, but like some songs I can let slide when I'm driving. And I think it's just like I'm paying less attention or something. I don't know. Like, and I'm not focusing on it as much. It's when I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the house. So is when you are driving. How aware are you of your own mortality? <laughs> you mean like how likely I am to die driving? Yeah, are you thinking about... I'm trying to segue us into talking about death. So, <laughs> driving is probably the most dangerous thing we do. Yep. And now that, you know, we have an experience, the two of us driving ourselves now, it used to be that someone else is just driving us and we can kind of we're just along for the ride and I feel like when I'm driving I should be more afraid of death than when I'm not driving how do you feel about Uh, I I think I I I I mean I think there is like I kind of am you know concerned all the time when I'm driving that I could get in a car accident or you know possibly die from it or whatever but I also took, like, the, I took a, the six-hour, like, course thing that was the thing to lower your insurance that, like, you just click through slides that tell you how you're going to die driving. And I don't know, they had a bunch of kind of disturbing examples. And I, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think I, yeah, I don't know. I do think about dying when I'm driving sometimes. Would not like to do it. But, you know, I'm also, and I don't know, because I have, since we, both of us actually have, like, small Priuses, you know, like, we're probably going to be the losing car in most accidents. So, you know, I do think about that sometimes. Because, you know, like, bigger cars often cause more damage to smaller cars, depending on the way you hit it. Like, there's a lot of, you know, other kind of important things. Um, Right. Bigger cars are not necessarily safer, though. You know, it's because they can roll over and stuff. If right. you're talking about just, like, brute force, 
yeah, a bigger car would crush our tiny Priuses. But I think, I don't know a lot about car safety. I don't really know anything about cars, but I think the Prius is like a decent car. It's not a, it's not an unsafe car. It's not like a yeah. smart car. No, I mean, I know they're, I mean, I, I think, yeah, Priuses are fine. They're safe. I'm also, and, but that's the, and then I'm also pretty close to the steering wheel. So I'm probably too close to the airbags because my legs are so short, which mm. probably would make it more like me, likely for me to die, but. The airbag isn't what kills you though, right? There can, I think if you're too close to the steering wheel, like the airbag can damage you sometimes. My phone just made a loud noise. Um, but like you're not, that's why, I don't know. There's, there's stuff like if you're too short or whatever, like, you know, things don't line up the way they're supposed to and they can't like help you as much. Have you ever been in a car accident? I've been in, I've been in two car accidents. I don't remember the first one. That was really little. But I was in a second one, and it was at, like, an intersection. And I don't I don't really know what the statistics are, but I think, like, most car accidents happen at intersections. But I imagine they're less deadly than highway accidents. But I don't really know. Um, well, the highway is a lot safer because intersections are usually what cause collisions, and the highway doesn't have intersections, really. But that's what, like, I don't, that's why I know that intersections definitely cause more accidents but like you know my our accident wasn't fatal but like if you got in an accident on a highway it might be more problematic um but i don't know it was the worst thing oh here have i already told the story i don't know but the reason i don't like finding nemo is because they put find when i had to go to the hospital after that they put finding nemo on on the tv and the mom dies in the beginning of finding nemo and my mom was, like, off somewhere else because I needed to, like, check on her. And it was so traumatizing. It was terrible. Like, she dies in, like, the first couple minutes. Ugh. Wow. So you were thinking, you were imagining that your mom was off somewhere else in the hospital dying. And then... It was just, like, we had just gone through, like, something scary. And then I had to, like, they had, they got to, I don't know, I've always been bitter about this but they let Abigail stay in her car seat and they put me on a stretcher for some unknown reason and I had to be like lying in the like ambulance and then they like you know they separated us all and stuff or at least they took me and mama away from each other and it was just like traumatic for a child or like you know maybe maybe traumatic is too strong a word but it was distressing for a small child and then the yeah. beginning of Nemo is also very distressing it's like ah it's not good. Like, ugh, Nemo? Why Nemo? I don't know. Were you hurt? I, this is actually, I think it was the same day, but I was in, like, one of the seats that's, like, the full body seats. Like, I wasn't in a booster seat. I always had, like, the mm -hmm. straps on. And it was, like, the last, or the, like, it was the end of when I was using that kind of seat. And, like, it was kind of rubbing on my neck. And I don't know... I don't know. They thought I might have, like, damaged my neck or something. Like, I the seat cut me, and I think they were worried that I, like, damaged my spine or something, which I didn't. I was not damaged. But, like, if you do damage your spine, they want to be very careful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they can't really ask. I don't I don't know if I know, would have known what to, like, tell them properly if they were asking me questions. So, yeah. 
Did that affect how you feel about your mortality? Like, did you feel after that happened, or did you feel like that has made a difference in how you feel about how likely you are to die? I don't know. I think it just made me how, like, I mean, because someone hit us because they ran a red light for that accident. I think it made me realize how, like, cars just, like, aren't paying attention half the time. But I've also had people almost, like, run into me when I'm riding my bike and stuff. So I think, like, I don't know. I think from both of those things, I kind of understand that cars cannot be trusted no matter what. I don't know if it's really made me feel, like, more, like, thinking about death or anything like that. I don't know. Have you had something that made you feel more mortal? Something? (laughs) Well, I have... All of the people who have been close to me who have died were old or had chronic illness. So that's like, I don't... I have not felt affected. I, I have not had an experience where, like, if one of my friends were to die suddenly... That would make me feel like, oh my god, that could be me. And I haven't had that. But I was in a car accident when I was 10 where someone died. And mm. that, that, that that was not like a big traumatic thing for me. But I think that did. Without having had that experience, I think... I would be a little bit less aware of car accidents when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, not well, like scared all the time. I'm really fine in a car, but I think I would be a like a little bit more totally unaware without that. Mm-hmm. I imagine most of the population by the time they're adults have probably been in car accidents. So... But somehow people still don't seem to learn sometimes. Yeah. I don't have a good handle on how many people experience car accidents and how bad they are. Both of my parents apparently have never been in a bad car accident, just like fender benders. But those are the only adults who I've really talked to about it. You know, I don't know. You know, okay, so here we can kind of, this is always an interesting question. If you were to, like, die, you can do this. This can be one year old, so it's not super, like, morbid or whatever. But, like, how would you like to die if you, like, got to choose the way you went out or something? Okay. Um, this is not something that I have given a lot of thought to. <laughs> so I feel like I just want to answer it the boring way. That's, like, I would want to be really old and have my family with me like that okay yeah that's nice but I don't know if that's actually the best way to die or if that's just what I understand so you'd want to just kind of just like slip away then like falling asleep right yeah that sounds nice I had like what a whole would plan. you do just clarifying I was not trying to sound like I'm planning to throw myself off a cliff or die prematurely in any way. I would only jump off a cliff if I had a terminal illness or was like, you know, 99 years old or something. 
I I was like I'm like jumping off a cliff that's high enough so I die when I hit the water. It because I'm jumping into like water. So that was my plan. I just feel like that would be that be and you'd get to like fall for like it would have to be a far ways. You'd get to like fall for a long time. I think it'd be cool. As long as I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should like practice skydiving before I do this, so I'm not just like flailing the whole way down. Or oh, hey, if I hey, do, I'm, what? I just. Are you implying that you're going to kill yourself at some point? What's happening? Well, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what if you know? Let's just say like I'm old, and you know I have like terminal illness and they were like you got like five days to live i'll just be like peace out and just jump off a cliff so you know because you know there's all that stuff if i do live to an old age there's all that stuff like people you know their family keeps them alive for a long time even though they're like you know no point of them living or whatever so you know if i just jump off a cliff i'll save everyone the trouble I'm not planning to jump off any cliffs, cliffs like vastly prematurely though. Okay. Just if I have like a really terminal illness. Yeah. How do you think your family and friends would feel if you did that? Um, I think they'd just be like, "Well, that's Lydia," <laughs> <laughs> and they'd, they'd probably say, "Well, at least we don't have to eat her," because that was my that was my other plan, but I've decided. You know, there's. I don't want to accidentally give someone some kind of like bloodborne disease that I had or something. You know, Lydia, I thought your plan was that you wanted us to save your body and like put it in a glass case and then watch it decompose and film a time lapse of it. You know, I think I wanted to do that to someone else though. I thought we wanted to do that to Reina. Like, I think I wanted to watch it. <laughs> I mean, I would be fine doing that, but, like, I kind of, I, I, I mean, that's after I die. You know, like, that would be maybe if I, like, died somehow. You guys could put me in a glass container. That would be super interesting. You have to, like, put some, some cats in there with me. Well, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I think it's important to talk about what we want to happen to us after we die. You know, I'm a planner. I like having plans for everything. <laughs> I want, even though that's not something that I've given a lot of thought to, I would want, if I were to die mm-hmm. sometime, uh, I would want people to know what to do with my stuff and with my mm. body. I want to have that thought out already. Right. And I don't now. Well, I mean, it's okay if you don't. I mean, really, like, right now our parents are going to, like, completely decide what to do with us. So, you know, maybe after you move out, maybe put some better introductions, write a will or something. But my parents, if I had, a, like, a plan, I think they, if I, if I had a terminal illness now, and I, I had a plan for what I wanted to happen after I died, I think my parents would respect that. Well, I yeah, I know they I I know that, but I'm just saying like once you're like I don't know, I don't know once your parents are like gone is the right word, but like once your parents don't like 
there, someday there might not be people who are just like right there to decide what to do with your body and it might need to be a little more planned out like by you if you want something specific but you're right I think yeah your parents would probably respect it unless it was really weird and do you want to be buried in a graveyard like do you know what kind of stuff like that you want I don't know I think I like I like the idea of having a gravestone mm-hmm. in a cemetery. But do I want to be buried in a coffin? Probably not. Green burial? Cremation? I don't know. Yeah. I would I yeah, I'd I would definitely not want a coffin. And I don't really know. Cremation doesn't sound bad, but I guess there's some reason that, like, cremation is, like, toxic for some reason. Yeah, of, like, it's bad stuff. for the environment somehow. Yeah, so I'll just, you know, I need to figure out what is the least bad for the environment. Because I feel like, you know, you know, we do bad things for the environment. Driving is bad for the environment. But, like, after you're dead, it's like, really? Can't you just, like, give the environment some slack and not be damaging it even after you're already dead? Like, I don't, I feel like it does not, I would not want to be contributing to damage even after I'm dead, you know? Um, So probably, yeah, Green Burial would be nice. And I, you know, I know what you mean, like, I don't really want to be in a graveyard, but like, a gravestone is kind of a nice thing. Or just having like a place or a tree that people could like go visit to remember me and, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Maybe I'll be, like, on top of some mountain. I'll be like, you have to go here to be able to remember me. And I'll make a ton of people, like, hike up there or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be fun. The thing that I do like about the idea of cremation is the, like, what you can do with the ashes. There's a lot more that you can do with ashes than what you can do with a whole body. Right. If you were cremated, then we could, like, put you in the woods or on a mountain or whatever really easily. Being able to put ashes places does sound cool. Or knowing that you'll have your ashes places. Lydia, I thought you didn't care about what happened. This is I, We've had this argument before. You know, but, I don't, I don't really care. You know, I think like humans like symbolism and stuff like that. And I feel like maybe it's more about the people who are like alive like if I have children or grandchildren or just like people who loved me or whatever and they can like bring my ashes places that I liked or something like that like I feel like that would be nice like I would like to do that for someone who died you know Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know and also like there's some things I don't really care what happens after I die but like having like a you know being buried under a tree and then having something like grow out of you that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, there's things that sound cool, but it's like, if I don't have these things happen to me, I don't care because I will be dead. And, but, like, I think people put, like, graveyards. I don't know, man. I don't know. I like graveyards. And okay, I but like- we have, like, do you like or do you like all graveyards? I like 
graveyards I mean definitely the older more interesting ones are better like the super modern ones and not a big fan of 21st century gravestone design <laughs> but I still like I like the idea of cemeteries and I like having a place to go I like the, what that means you know I guess so it's just so weird well I mean it's I mean and this is just me speaking as someone who has had people die who I know not as someone who is dead but like of all of the people I I have experienced not any recently but I experienced more deaths than a lot of people as a child and of all the people I knew who died only one of them has a gravestone and I really like that I like having that place of memorial to go and it's not like a big emotional thing I don't go there and cry or whatever but it's just an activity to do kind of whereas other people there's nothing but see no like I understand like that's why I like if there was just like like do you think like a memorial bench at a park would serve the same purpose kind of thing well one of the people who I knew who died has a tree in a park and that does not have the same meaning for me as the gravestone okay well I mean and maybe it was maybe part of that is like my grandmother was cremated and then we scattered some of her ashes and then some of them put in the graveyard with her like where her parents and brothers are buried and maybe I was there when we buried the ashes I was part of that so that could be why I have more of a like I've have a I feel more meaning from that than from the tree because I was part of the process Mm -mm. Uh, or it could be that actually some of her body is there like it's not just a tree I don't know I just think graveyards are weird and like I have listened to some things like I don't know like I know our society probably will do some kind of, you know, we'll figure some out, but like, I mean, you can't keep using graveyards infinitely and just making them bigger and bigger. Like, technically, we'll run out of graveyard space someday. Just kind of, I don't know, it just seems very strange. And like, not all, I don't really know, I don't, I, this is probably something I should have researched, but like, I don't really know, know how many other cultures bury their bodies in graveyards like we do or how many did before they were you know europeanized or whatever yeah I like know like places where the ground isn't good well like, because it's easy to it's not that hard to dig graves here and put people in the ground but, but then there is you know because i've heard you know there is lots of stuff like or you know when things were getting like started you know, if a body did die, or if someone did die of, like, a disease, like, burying it under the ground and getting it, like, out of any kind of t- 
touchable area or like any way that it can contaminate stuff. I mean, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But that's not really a problem anymore. And I assume that's probably some reason that people started burying things that were dead. Get them out of the way. Well, I guess to shift gears a little bit, I just want to say that I'm, I, I'm really glad that we're talking about this because I think that death is way over-stigmatized. And I've always been really comfortable with death, not necessarily thinking about myself dying. I mean, I don't, I don't ever think too deeply about death, but I will, like, you know, my family makes jokes about our dead relatives and stuff. Like, it's something that I'm very comfortable with talking about death. It's not a taboo thing in my life. I think some people are really afraid of it. They, <laughs> like, they don't touch it. They pretend that death doesn't happen. And, I yeah, I'm glad that we're talking about this because I think that people should be more comfortable talking about death. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I don't know, I'm not, I don't think we ever talk about death, but I don't think we dislike death in my family. I mean, we dislike it when people die. And, you know, I was thinking, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not scared of dying when I'm old. You know, like, I'm, I don't know. Because I don't know, like, I would just think about, like, the kind of thing where, like, you shouldn't be scared of death or whatever. But, like, I'm kind of scared of, like, dying, you know, soon or something like that. I'm not scared of, like, the inevitability of dying someday. I'm scared of, like, you know, dying too soon or something like that or mm-hmm. like when I'm still like a young person or whatever are when you think about dying as a young person are you more afraid of the death itself or what you have not accomplished and experienced yeah probably I mean and that's why I don't even know if it's like exactly like a fear it's just like I don't want to die. Or I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't yeah, I don't wanna I think I don't know, I guess it's kind of Yeah, I think it's like, you know, I'm like enjoying my life right now and I don't want it to like end in a way like that. You know? Mm-hmm. But like I think I'm fine. I mean I'm I'm not scared of dying eventually. That's fine. I hope when I do die, like that I'm because I know some people are, you know, like, trying to do all of the different procedures to get them to live longer. And I hope I will know, like, that I'm done when I'm done. And I don't try to do those things. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. With I'm not afraid of dying eventually. Although, I think it's really easy to say that, like, we're so young that dying as an old person is so far away that that to me at least doesn't feel real Mm. whereas I think I I mean I think saying that like yeah I'm good that I'm going to die eventually that's kind of the same as like I don't actually feel like I'm going to die because it's so far away Well, that's why I'm saying, like, I hope that I am, when I am old, I feel the same way, that I'm ready to die. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, me too. Because it's kind of like, right now I am not ready to die. I hope in like, you know, 70 years or whatever, I will be ready to die or something. But I don't know. Yeah. That sounds really weird. Yeah, I, I think, like, back to what you were saying about dying now... If I if I died now, I would be really upset because of all the things that I have not accomplished and mm-hmm. experienced. I'd be like, I wasn't, I, like, I didn't get to do all these things. Like, my life it is not complete. Right. I I would be mad that I didn't get to do the stuff I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm old, I'll be, I'll have done a lot more. Right. There's a lot less. Like right now, I feel like there, there's just so much that I want to do and that I just haven't gotten the chance to yet. And when I'm old, I'll have had a lot of time to hopefully do all of those things. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like I would almost, if I did like die soon, I would almost rather just be like, you know, killed really quick in a car accident rather than having something that would, like, take a while to kill me or something. So I wouldn't be able to, like, think about how, you know, how much I was going to miss or whatever. Yeah, and then we're also going to talk about, like, the... I don't know, because you kind of said something that was, like, you know, if you died, you would be mad. Like, kind of, like, that you could have emotions after you're dead. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, um, I mean, that was oh, not I know, I know. necessarily what I think is literally going to happen. But if I, I mean, if I knew, like, it's possible that I would be put in a position where I knew I was going to die if I got diagnosed with a terminal illness or something, I would be mad. And if I were, if I had a consciousness after I died, I would be mad then if it was a more sudden thing but why would you be mad if you had a consciousness after you died wouldn't you be happy that you were still conscious well that does depend on a lot I mean because if I had a consciousness then who knows maybe there are a million other things to experience like if I still have a consciousness then maybe I could still do the things that I wanted to do before. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, yes, let's talk about the afterlife, but I'm not going to try to explain how it would be possible for me to be mad after I died. I just want to say I would be upset if I died without getting to do the stuff I wanted to. See, I, that's the other thing that makes me mad about. I don't understand how people think that they're, I think, like, what? You think your consciousness keeps living after your body dies? Why? What? Makes zero sense. Like, do you get get what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, just the fact that, I think it's just people think their consciousness is, like, so important or something. That it would, like, survive past their body or something. Mm Mm-hmm. That's weird. You believe that your consciousness, your whole, like, being mentally is just brain 
chemicals and things. I, I really don't know anything about brains. But that that's totally just a physical thing that's happening. Yes. And that when your body dies, that dies too. Yeah, I mean, unless they take my brain out of my head or something. I'm not saying that couldn't happen. But, like, yeah, I mean, that, like, your consciousness is somehow separate from, like, your biology. I mean, except for maybe the possibility of, like, putting it into, like, a computer. Or putting your brain in a jar. Like, I would believe that those things could happen someday. Maybe. I don't want either of those things to happen. I do not want to be, like, a, a... disembodied thing that i'm good to die if those are my options i'm just going to leave thank you well i agree with you i think my philosophy it has been that and not thinking about this in regards to death but just in general it's like my entire i I don't think i have a soul and whatever i think i'm just a brain and I also think, like, everything I experience, all of my senses, that's just happening in my brain. That's just, like, brain signals and stuff. So it makes sense that when I die, that dies too, because why would it do anything else based on my belief system? But that also makes me kind of sad. I really like the idea of there being, I don't know, other stuff to experience. I guess I I like the idea, and this does not, like, this could apply to reincarnation or, like, a heaven type of thing or whatever. I like the idea that I would die, that my, the life that I lived would be over, and then I get to do a whole new thing. I like that. That it would be, like, a whole new experience to have. I mean, you know what it feels like in your own living life when something ends. Just something small, like some club you were part of ends, or some kind of relationship ends, or something. There's an ending, and it's kind of sad that that's over. And this is something that happens to us a lot as we're growing up, that something ends, But it's also exciting because that means you get to do new things. Hmm. And I like the idea that death would be the same kind of thing. That, like, me, you know, when I graduated from preschool, I was sad because I liked preschool. But I was also excited because then I got to do other things. Like, I was moving up in the world. And I like to think that death is kind of like that. But I don't think I actually believe that. I don't know. I don't know what I actually believe. Because if I really logic that, I think my brain will just be dead. But that makes me kind of sad. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but like, and then also the thing is you're saying, so like, what if you have a terrible life? And everything that ends just leads to more problems. Do you think you would not want to be reincarnated in that case? Or not want to have anything next? You mean if, like, for someone else? who? Yeah, I mean, because, like, what you're saying, you're like, you know, you moved out of preschool and you felt like you were going up. What if it's just, like, 
you know, maybe you'll just be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done with this. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how someone would feel if they were so depressed that they felt like nothing went right ever. And that it was just, life was just constantly getting worse and death was just another part of that. Yeah, like, what if they're going, what if it's someone who's going to end up in hell, then, yeah. Well, what do you think about, like, you believe in no afterlife? Yes. Does that make you feel sad at all, or, like, do you feel like you want to believe in an afterlife? I think it does, I don't know... I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel like when I've, I haven't actually, like, I have not really had any people that I know very well die. But, like, I had a cat or a kitten that I really liked or loved die. And I don't know. I felt like I wanted it to, like, be somewhere else, you know, not just be gone. And... I, I don't know what I feel like I want happen to myself. I don't, yeah, like, I don't really want there to be anything else after. I think just being, like, done would be fine. I feel like sometimes I will have, like, a chain. Like, I'll be, like, lying in bed at night and I'll be like, no, I think I want there to be an afterlife. And then I'll be like, no, I don't think so. So sometimes I like the idea. That's why I think it's so interesting that it's, like, because clearly a lot of other people feel that way and then kind of, like, you know, make it into a religion or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, religion, if you think about it, at least most religions, I don't know, I don't know a lot about religion, but it's kind of... All of, all of the The entire belief system is sort of based on the fear of what happens after you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of sad. Like, well, you just brought up an interesting point, something that I've thought about in the past... I've heard a lot of people say, like, I want to believe in heaven because I want to believe that the person who I have lost is in a better place. Mm -hmm. And I have never felt like that. Even though I have had people close to me die, maybe it's really self-absorbed of me, I don't know, but I never think about where they are. I don't feel worried about them like it's they're I, I just think about how they are gone from my life I'm not like oh I hope they're in a better place that that's just something that I've never thought about and I'm sure part of that is that I wasn't raised in a culture that talks about heaven and how a lot like you know my parents but I think that's interesting. I, I, I like. I'd be interested to hear you expand on that a little bit because you weren't. You don't believe in heaven, but you want to for the sake of the people and animals who you have lost. I don't know. It's not necessarily that I want them. Like I feel like it's not necessarily like I don't want them to be in a better place. Really. It's like a very selfish thing that I just don't want them to be gone. Because, you know, like, they are, it is gone or they are gone or whatever. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. gone. 
but like you don't want it to be. So thinking that it's somewhere else somehow makes it like not really gone. You know? So I don't even, it's, I think, because that's what I think, I think all things people worrying about kind of, especially like heaven for other people, it's like very just like you, it's like a coping mechanism or whatever of trying to make them not really gone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you'll see them again or something like that. Right. Well, that, okay, that I, I mean, I have definitely felt like, oh, it would be nice to believe that I will see them again or that they're watching over me somehow. Like, I definitely feel that, but I have not felt concerned for their their well-being. And I don't think I really have either. I don't think I'm concerned about the well-being of dead loved ones or whatever. I don't know. I think a lot of people do, though. I don't know, we can give a very limited, like, our conversation is very limited by us both coming from atheist parents. Right. Mm -hmm. We cannot have a a complete conversation about afterlives. Because we just, there's so much that we have not experienced. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Ash, it is weird. And then, you know, like, it's, I feel like it's even weirder because I know that there are definitely, I don't know, I think I'm kind of thinking of, like, Egyptian stuff, maybe, that's in, you know, like, galleries and stuff about, you know, you have to do specific stuff to get to the afterlife. And I think, I imagine other religions probably do that, too. But, like, that just seems... So are you common. talking about, like, a journey or, like, a stuff you need to do? while you're alive to qualify well no i mean there's like that stuff well i think a lot of religions have the stuff you have to kind of do to qualify to get into at least like you know the good side of the afterlife to get into heaven or whatever Mm -hmm. or whatever you want afterwards you have to be good which i feel like is also so weird it's like you'll be punished even after you're dead what um but, like, that they have to be, like, that you have to put treasure with them and, like, food for their journey through the afterlife with their body. I don't really know exactly how all that stuff works. But it's, like, the stuff that living people have to do to make sure that the dead people go to the afterlife properly or whatever. If you could create an afterlife for yourself, what would that look like? What would you want the afterlife to look like? You know what I mean? If you knew you were going to go to some kind of afterlife and it could be whatever you wanted it to be, would you want to be reincarnated? Or would you want to go to the kind of heaven where there are angels everywhere? Or what what would you like? You know, I don't, I would not want to be reincarnated. I, if I got to have, like, if there was an afterlife and I got to go to it, I would want it to be, like, a, you know, endlessly being happy and partying or whatever. And, yeah. And, like, you know, being maybe being able to watch the people down below when I felt like it or whatever. But that's the other thing. I don't know what it would feel like. Because I imagine it would, and maybe, you know, that's, like, the thing, like, 
young people feel like they're going to live forever or whatever. So maybe I already feel like this. But, like, would it feel different if you knew from the beginning that you weren't going to live forever? Maybe I would be, like, miserable knowing that I was never going to end or whatever. That I was just going to have to live forever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that knowing that we're going to die really puts some pressure on us to do things. Mm-hmm. If I... Like, if I was never going to die and I was never going to age, I don't think that I would feel like there was a point to anything. Right. And, you know, I feel like, I think I would still, because, you know, some stuff I want to do, I want to try to help in some way or whatever. So I feel like there would be, kind of feel like there was a point, but there would be no, like, there'd be no time limit. You could just take as long as you want. You know, like, I could take 10 years to get through college or whatever. It wouldn't matter. And maybe it would feel like there's no point. I don't know. Like, would other people and other things still die? Maybe if I could have, like, my memory wiped every, like... No, but then I would have to know that I was going to get my memory wiped. I don't know. Maybe. You know what I think I would like? If I got to be, like, up living in the clouds... But it was, like, time was, like, speeded up on Earth. So it was, like, I would be able to, like... And then when Earth died, then I could die. So I could just, like, see, like, the Earth, and then I could see it, like, end. That would be cool. So it'd be, like, you know, every ten years would be, like... Or maybe every hundred years. No, hold on. I mean, I would still live for a long time, so maybe it would be, like, every hundred years is equal to, like, every hundred years on Earth is equal to, like, one year in Lydia heaven, and so then it would be, like, I could watch the Earth end in the destruction. But then again, it also might be torturous watching humankind, like, murder themselves or whatever, so maybe I wouldn't want that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know do you have a plan for heaven or something? Um, I like the idea of I like the idea of reincarnation. I also like the idea that I would, you know, still have a consciousness, like I would be myself so I would know what was happening. Like I mean, if reincarnation is real, then I am already reincarnated and I don't know it. So I feel like if I if I didn't have my consciousness but I was reincarnated then I wouldn't be able to appreciate that I was going to that I was being reincarnated. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. But maybe there could be something where it's like I you know retained my consciousness for a little bit and then I went into the afterlife and they were like, "Here, you get to pick" how you're going to be reincarnated so I would know that that's what was going to happen to me and then I got to choose I'd be like I want to be a French boy what (laughs) just an example so I would I, I would be able to choose the kind of next adventure for myself you know what I mean So I would have a moment of being able to appreciate that I was being reincarnated. 
And I also really like the idea of karma. That what I have done in this life is somehow setting me up for the next one. Ugh, I don't like that idea. I don't want to have a miserable next life. <laughs> I mean, because that puts... That's another thing, like, it's kind of putting pressure on you to be a good person. Like how, you know, being able to go to heaven is kind of putting weird pressure on you to be a good person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't like that idea, but I understand why it would work. I, I think I like it because I'm pictured as a kind of balance. It's like, if I were reincarnated, that would be some way for me to, that, that next life would kind of make up for what was missing from this life and like compensate kind of balance it out does that make sense yes so but i don't know i mean i think it kind of makes sense but i still don't i don't like the idea of being reincarnated like having to live on this planet again i'm good and, you know, well, it might not even be this planet, though. Ooh. So it could be some other planet? That's a well, little more interesting. If if we talk about, like, quantum theory, if everything is happening, you know what I mean? You could do anything. Go anywhere. Be, like, multiverse. You know, you could go to any universe. See, okay, I mean... This is all hypothetical, but that I'm so confused. Like, that makes so little sense. Like, what? I don't know. I mean, because this, for the same reason, I don't, reincarnation doesn't make any sense because it's saying that your consciousness can exist and move to other places. But, like, I guess if you could be an alien, that might be cool. But then it would be, like, that'd just be so weird. Like, especially if you remembered your previous life when you were reincarnated. That would just be so weird. Except, could you be, like, a genius, though? Because you'd be able to, like, get out of school and stuff? Or would it be because, like, your brain is still a young child brain? No. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to figure everything out. I'm not trying to solve what reincarnation should be. Okay. You know, what that, that idea that I just laid out, what that doesn't have is the, like, seeing your, the people who died before you. And that would also be nice. You mean if you were reincarnated? I'm saying in, in the, the idea that I just laid out of reincarnation, that did not include any part where I get to hang out with all the people who died before me. Right. And I like that idea. But I think part of the thing with um, kind of reincarnation, like, that other people have come up with is that I don't, th I think they think that, you know, aliens don't exist. So it's all going to be on the same planet. And, like, the idea that you could find the people you loved again in some other form or something like that, I think is the kind of a thing. No? Oh. So, like, you kind of could find them again in some way, and they're not really gone. Like, how people don't want them to be. But, mm -hmm. I don't know. I also like the idea that there would be some way of 
influencing the world I left behind, like, in a ghostly way, you know, where I'm, like, somehow, like, my grandchildren, I could, like, help them out and whatever. Hmm. But I also don't want to be stuck in the past. Like, I think if I, thinking about some kind of afterlife, I don't want to die and then just be obsessed and still kind of in the same world that I left. You know what I mean? I would want to move on and do something different. Okay, so you'd be like an eccentric ghost. What? No, I don't know. And if I want to somehow have influence on my grandchildren, even after I'm dead, I just have to like write a bunch of stuff and leave them all my belongings and things. Oh, that's See, and now they'll okay. My dad was saying that because I, I was saying because I did we talk about this on another podcast? Maybe I was just thinking this to myself, but like, you know, people could listen to this podcast and like listen to us, but also like, you know, maybe all these plat. I mean, since this thing is kind of on a lot of platforms, but like you know, maybe Spotify won't exist when our great great grandchildren relative people mm-hmm. are listening to stuff. The files are still on my computer though. You know, maybe I'll put all of these podcasts on like a thumb drive or something and like put it in a what are those called? Like a time capsule and bury it in my backyard or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. They'd be like, what the I hell is this? I actually do feel, you know, not so much about death, but like I'm really glad that we are doing this because I think I'm going to really enjoy looking back on it in the future. Oh no, no, I get, I, all it takes is a month for me to look back and cringe at our old podcasts. Okay, so totally, I'm not saying now, but it's like after a certain period of time, it's long enough ago. I'm saying when I'm like 50 and I want to relive my teen years. (laughs) Oh god. Oh. Or if you're dead, then it'll be like, <laughs> then that's a way of being able to experience something that I have lost. Yeah. Okay. I see that. That could be fun. It and might also, also be- a way of documenting my previous ideas and philosophies about things mm-hmm. and my personality. All right. I know, it'll, this, yeah, you're probably right, this will be cool to listen to when we're old. We'll see how unfunny we were. (laughs) I'm gonna say, hi, old Lydia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, we should do that. Uh, Hi, old May. Yeah, I I don't want to, if I said something, it would just be too cheesy. You know how I feel about cheese. (laughs) Yes. And that's, so, you know, like, with the kind of thing about recording things, that is something else that I would like to do. Like, record a goodbye message or, like, a speech for my own funeral kind of thing. Mm. Write your own eulogy. Yeah, that'd be cool. And, you know, make it, like, really, like, bad and cringy so I can just, like, torture all of my mourners kind of thing. That would be pretty fun. Even though I would never get to hear it. But I'm sure I'd have fun making it. You'd never get to see their reactions. Nope. But you know, that's the thing. You gotta like... About 
you know, just like you will know that other people, or you know that other people will see it, right? Yeah. No, I I feel like if I knew I was going to die, I would want to create something. I would. So it would then after I died, there would be some kind of like treasure hunt or something. I would just write a bunch of stuff for my family and friends to, so that there was like stuff for them to do after I was gone, things for them to discover about me. And <laughs> they'll probably be like, "Oh my god, it's another of May's stupid notes. How many more boxes <laughs> of jewelry are we gonna find?" I know they'll be. I will have like a box of all of my my vintage clothes, which will be really old by then. Yeah. But I do like, I really, I like the idea of making a time capsule now. Maybe I'll have to do that. I'll like put a bunch of notes and stuff in like a bottle and throw it into the lake. I don't know. Someone will probably find that before I'm dead. Yeah, that would be kind of funny if you, like you threw all of your secrets into the lake. Uh, right. so I'll, put, I'll put the questionable after. podcast, like I'll put a link or like, you know, like write what to search on it. Yeah, that's how we'll get our listens up. Yes. You know, I bet a lot of people wouldn't even search it, but, like, I would, I think. I would, if I found something that was, like, cool and then had, like, a link to a podcast, or not a link, why do I keep saying that? An address. Like a QR code. Yeah, there, I'll do that. Um, I would totally search that. I'll put my number on there. I'd be like, we will let you be a guest if you find this bottle. <laughs> that could be cool. That could be cool. It'll be some random person. What if we actually did do that? Like, we put a flyer somewhere, and then it was like, want to be a guest on our podcast? Email us here. Or something. We'd probably get, like, a bunch of creeps or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, back to death stuff. Do you, like, do you want to be buried in do you think? Or do you think you'll want to be buried wherever you live? I don't know, like, would you want to come, but, like, no matter where you die, like, I feel like I might want to, like, if I was being buried, it might be nice to be buried where I grew up or something. But I suppose if the whole point of all of this stuff is just for the people that are still living, maybe I should do it closest to wherever people live. Yeah, I I think I like... If yeah, if I moved somewhere else, because I would want it to be in a place where my descendants could visit it, and if all my descendants lived in a totally different spot than where I grew up, then I would want it there. Mm-hmm. But I also like the idea of being buried in the same spot as my family who died before me. Mm. So, I don't know. Maybe I would do the thing where you, like, split it and do half and half. Oh, right. Well, you know, that's the, like, I think some, there was some grave in Ireland, I think it was, that was, like, the person wasn't even buried there, but they had a gravestone for him there for some reason. So, like, yeah, it doesn't do even that. need to be, like, a, you know, or you could just, like, you know, they get, like, cut you down the middle, you get the left side, you get the right side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Yeah, or it could be, like, my feet are in my hometown, and then my brain is in my new place. You know, that could actually be cool, like, if you put, like, different things in different places. You could put, like, your feet, 
like yeah, probably where you grew up. Maybe you'd have to put like your your like your heart and like your chest in the place with your family, and then you could mm-hmm. like your head somewhere else, maybe somewhere you lived in between. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's hard to decide. Cause that's the thing. Like you know, your heart is kind of symbolic for no reason, so you could put that there. Cause you know, all of that's what that's what's happening. Right. I feel like we're having a lot of good ideas today for designing different aspects of death. You know, something I have thought a lot about is what is going to happen to my journals after I die. Because I have not been journaling for a super long time, but now I journal quite a bit. And if I keep doing that for the rest of my life, I'm going to have just so much so many journals for my descendants to read and I'm just thinking I would be so stoked if I found a collection of my grandmother's journals from when she was 14 Mm -hmm. like I that would be really exciting to me and I want to give someone else that experience hopefully someone cares enough about me to enjoy that because I was going to say, if, I mean, it probably depends a lot on who the people are. Because I don't think I would read, I would not read journals. If there was like a ton of journals from some random grandparent or something like that, I don't think I would read. Maybe I think it would be so interesting, though, to give an idea of the different time. Especially right now, we're like going through history right now. Mm-hmm. It would be like, you know, imagine... I mean, maybe maybe you just wouldn't care. I would be really excited if I found my grandmother's journal entries from when she was experiencing the Great Depression and World War II. It's history. We're, history is happening right now. I, you know, I, my journal entries during the pandemic haven't actually been that interesting, but I might, I'm, I can see being interested in those. Or, you know, maybe they'll end up in a museum someday or something. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I have... I don't think I have museum-worthy journal entries, but I still think if someone knew me, they would... Like, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, they'd be (laughs) like, wow, it's Grandma May's journal from a hundred years ago. How cool. And we're gonna... It's gonna be even longer than that because... We're going to be dying so much older. By the time you we're old. You think you'll be dying at 117 or 16 or something? Yeah, maybe. That's a long time. advancing. I feel like humans are like, unless they really come up with something crazy, like past 100 is like really, really old. Like, people make, but, like, they'll have to find some way to, like, keep bodies from, you know, decomposing or whatever. Because, you know, like, your cells don't keep going. Mm-hmm. Your, whatever, your, your telomeres get too short, I think. But that we did that in one of those classes. I don't know. But, like, they, you, I mean, it's possible. They could totally figure something out. But it's going to be, like, I don't know if it'll be our lifetimes. Or they could just, like, upload all our brains to computers. That's a possibility. 
Yeah, how would you feel about that? How would you feel about your body being frozen in case they could bring it back to life one day or putting your brain in a computer or something? Because that's stuff that's happening. That's what, okay, if I was, if I died in my 20s or something like that, I could be okay with them doing that to me. If I died in, like, my 70s even, I would not want them to do those things, I don't think. Maybe, but I don't think so. I feel like that would be too weird. Because you would want to be okay with dying. You're holding, like, it's my time to die, that's cool. And saying, no, maybe I will be brought back to life someday is kind of changes things. We're back. We just had a very scary thing where we almost lost half of our footage here, and it would have, the whole episode would have just been me talking, not with no Lydia. So that, we're okay now. But that would, that would have been a good simulation for like what it will be like after you die. We're still doing this podcast, and then you die, then it'll turn into a podcast of just me talking. No, it'll be like you're an old lady and people will be like, who is she talking to? And she'll be like, oh, she still, she still thinks she's making a podcast with Lydia. <laughs> yeah. I, I said already, I'm glad we talked about this because I don't like how stigmatized death is. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about talking about death? Now that I mean, I think it can be an interesting and kind of like... It's, like, an interesting topic. I think you can learn a lot about people by talking about it sometimes. I mean, I feel like it's kind of a weird kind of, if there is a stigma around it. You know, some things I feel like are pointlessly stigmatized, you know? But, like, it does kind of make sense why people are might not want to talk about death or might be scared of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or might, want, might not want to think about it. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, if people don't want to talk about it, I think it's fine. You should probably talk about it a little bit, though. Like, yeah, get a good, healthy relationship. It healthy relationship with it, you know, for your kids too, and whatever. Yeah, we never really said if we were afraid of death or not, did we? I think it's, but I think it's. I mean, I've been. I kind of. Well, I just said I mean a lot. That it's not, like, fear is kind of the wrong word, I think. But it's, like, you know, the best word that I can think of. Because, I don't know. I I feel like fear is different somehow. Like, being afraid of something. And I don't really, like, I don't know. Maybe, I think it's partly just because, like, it's inevitable. Which makes it, like, kind of less scary. Or something. I don't know. So I don't really know if I'm scared of death or not. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm scared of having, you know, being in pain before I die. I would rather not have that happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know if it's actually death that is scary. Yeah, and I'm scared, but- you know, like, I'm scared of people dying around me. But, you know, not exactly them being dead. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I th- about people around me dying, I'm not afraid of them dying. I'm afraid of them not being in my life. Right. And I'm afraid of them being hurt. 
Mm-hmm. Like what could come before death is scary. Them being gone is scary. Them being dead, not so much. Right. And for myself, it's hard because I think I, I can talk about death in a very detached, lighthearted way. I don't really let myself feel afraid of it ever. But if I really think about it, am I afraid? I don't know. It's like I, there's no way for me to conceptualize. Like I don't, I don't know how to think about death in a way that would really make me afraid or really not. There are too many layers. And it's like, you know, it is just the end. So whether or not you're afraid of it, it like, after it happens, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess there's no point for me in me trying to lean into it, like trying to make myself feel afraid of it. Not being afraid of it is probably better. I mean, that's why, like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't, I mean, I'm not saying, like, me. I don't know, maybe shouldn't is the wrong word, but, you know, not, I don't know, like, if no one, if no one cared if they were alive or not, you know, there would be no kind of safety stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's good to care a little bit and not want to die or accidentally kill other people, but being, you know, too scared of the idea of it. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm going to die. So if I can not be afraid of it, that's, that's probably good. Yeah. But I do, I value my life. You know, like I don't, I don't want to die because I am not done with my life yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, to all of you listeners who are now thinking about death too much, probably, we will see you in the afterlife someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you are designing your own afterlife, hopefully it's one where you can listen to this podcast all the time. Oh yeah, I can, yeah, I can just like, I'll be able to materialize things out of thin air. Except I probably won't listen to this podcast. And if I'm in heaven, I don't want to have to be hearing myself. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would either. That is one thing, though, that I would like if I were creating an afterlife for myself. One feature of it is that I would like to be able to re-enter my memories you seem to really like that idea of being able to relive things for some reason yeah i I don't think i'd like i'm very sentimental i think a lot about record keeping and stuff Hmm. interesting you don't care i don't know i don't feel like i know it's in the past i don't need to relive it i i can remember it you know that's good enough can you though? There's a lot I don't remember about my life that I wish I did. How do you know you wish? Wait, how do you wish you remembered it if you don't remember it though? Well, it's like you know things that I remember doing that I know were fun or people I remember spending time with. It's like I know that that was a big and enjoyable part of my life, but I don't really remember what it felt like I would like to be able to feel that again 
Wait, so are you saying like when you're like a young child? Yeah. But, okay. Okay, well, no, we're not, I'm not going to talk about, but I don't know. I just feel like part of the thing that makes childhood so much fun is that like you're kind of young and innocent. And reliving it, not being innocent, wouldn't be the same. If you still, if you still knew everything you had already lived. I don't know. We can't be bringing this back to time travel right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I just, just, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it makes me sad knowing that there are things that I will never again be able to experience. People I won't be able to see. Things I won't, I can't do. Mm. And that I I don't have an intact memory enough of those things to, like, live through it. You know, there are some things, more recent things, where I can enjoy the memory. And there are other things where I don't have enough of a memory. It's like I know it happened, but I can't really enjoy the memory. Okay. I mean, I kind of see that. But, like, I don't know. I feel like I would just rather the memory be more intact. Not have to, I don't know. Who are you living at this? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Well, it's been very interesting and deep. And yeah. now we're making it even more confusing. I really enjoyed talking about this. Yes, me too. I think, like what you said about how talking about death with someone, like you can learn stuff about people. I don't know that I exactly learned things about you. I mean, I'm sure I did. But I really enjoy exploring ideas that are kind of deep, a little dark like this. Oh, goodness. We should what? just change our podcast to, like, ins- like the topic is deep. I don't know. <laughs> Questionably deep. There's a new... We should... I like that. Put that on a t-shirt, maybe. Because it's not, it's probably not really deep. We're just picking deep topics for some reason. That's our spin-off. Questionably deep. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. That's such a long title. Questionable is, like, long enough by itself. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Follow us at Questionable Podcast. Go check out our last post. It had features dead people. Mm-hmm. Um, not really, though. They're not real dead people. Don't worry. Follow everything that's followable. Tell a friend. Listen to us in the car while you're driving, but don't get distracted too much. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can know, we're use pretty hilarious. to talk to your friends about death, and then they're like, why are you bringing this up? You'll say that May and Lydia made me do it. That is a good plan. I like that. Or you can use you can tell them about our podcast and then use it as a way to talk about death with them. So you can learn right. all their deep thoughts. Right. I think this is like a good bonding conversation. Or you'll scare people away because they think you're dark and morbid or something. But either way, you'll know. You'll know what kind of people they are. Yeah. Right. Well, well, we'll, we will see you in two weeks with more questionable content. We sure will. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Okay.